Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. And that this even needs to be said at all kind of speaks volumes. Even way back then, folks had some concerns with how the government spent their money. You're not just like stupid stuff. Like a complaint about government waste wouldn't be offset by the kind of things I buy off the internet on the regular. It's, it's that the government spends money on evil things. The Pharisees were there to entangle Christ about whether or not it was evil to pay taxes to Caesar. They were against paying taxes to Caesar at all. They just needed him to say it out loud and get in trouble for it. The right answer was the wrong one to them. They wanted Jesus to go like GOP debate on Caesar and yell about corruption and ungodliness and wrongdoing and then say it was good to not pay taxes to the Roman occupation. They were more than willing to use that to get Jesus arrested for saying the quiet parts out loud, even though that's what they believed too. And okay. Because you know, as much fun as it is for me to Imagine the Pharisees and the Sadducees waving a don't tread on me flag and hollering about taxation is theft. They kind of have a point because the government spent money on evil things. Not just dumb things, evil ones. This was a Roman occupation of the Holy Land. There were government funds set up to pagan gods. Deplorable actions. People unhelped. There's no Caesar today, but not a lot else has changed. Your government-mandated health insurance provides abortions. Your tax dollars fund questionable military action. Those elected to steward the funds make insider trades while arguing about who else to blame while the starving go hungry. I didn't even turn on the news to come up with this because the sermon would get too long and too depressing. And so there is a temptation to just pull back, boycott the government the way some of you do target, which, by the way, has really turned the tide on the culture war. Thing is, public sector or private sector, there's just not a lot of clean hands to give money to, which might be what was so confounding when Jesus didn't take issue with the coins themselves or giving them to Caesar. It has his face. Give it to him. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And almost every single time Jesus gets to talking about money, we know that He's talking about something deeper, all the things that get wrapped up inside of money. This is about what gets rendered in, with, and under coins. It's the thing we know about the Pharisees. They wanted an earthly Messiah. They wanted a savior king. Come set up shop down here and make a government with no corruption, no evil. Something I would have absolutely no qualms at all paying taxes towards. But Jesus saves through cross not coin. He is not building an empire or a utopia. Salvation is not bartered, bought, or sold. So we can all roll our eyes at the Pharisees who still don't get it, then grumble about politics 
and taxes while teaching our kids that the other political party is actually a dirty word to call somebody. But it's only because we refuse to be confounded with the Pharisees, even though we fall into their same trap. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. But we tend to switch the two, just like they did. Look underneath the coin and see what we actually complain about so much. It's that we bring all of our problems to Caesar, hoping he will use our coin to fix them, and we bring our very best efforts to God, hoping for a reward. It should be the other way around. Otherwise, there's only disappointment in both camps. Bring your righteous deeds to the Lord, and they are filthy rags. But on the other side, too, Everyone here can voice at least one issue with the government and wish that we didn't have to pay to fund it, but if you were left with all of your own coins, would you be free from sin? Would you give every same penny to support the needy, to work justice, to work selflessly, or would you buy more dumb stuff you don't need off of the internet, like the sales are starting already? I'm just saying. Everyone here talks about a culture war as if we are on the right side of it, and that has to merit something as far as religion goes. God, I thank you that I am not like those Democrats. This is the wrong parable, but maybe it's not. Render unto God the things that are God's, and he does not demand your coins. Your salvation is not for sale. You tithe as an act of faith, as a support for your neighbor, as a desire for convenience, quite frankly. You tithe as an act of faith, a trust that the God who has given you all of these things will continue to give them. And you don't actually have to worry near as much as you do. And it's a chance to actually confront that. As support for your neighbor, that the gifts given to the church would be given to support the needy, to preach the gospel to the desperate and the hopeless, to bring light into a dark place. And quite frankly, for a little bit of convenience, because the church will endure against the very gates of hell. He never promises how many congregations there will be, but the church will endure. It's nice not to have to drive clear to Iowa City. I'm glad we're here. None of these things are needed for your salvation, though. And so if you don't tithe a penny, God still gives it to you. Christ is crucified for you. He is risen. You are saved. Render unto God the things that are God's, and it's still not your good works. The Spirit works those in you and through you, and even He gives you the rewards. You don't even know how many you do. God be praised for it. And the last day, he rewards you all the same for the good things he did through you. But even if you don't, even if you see only your sins and not the good done through you, even if you begrudge it all, Christ is still bled for you and still gives. Render unto God the things that he demands, the only thing you really have to give. Render unto God your sins. Bring him everything that's wrong not with blame for the other side or excuses for all of your mistakes. Bring him your sins and your sufferings, your problems and everything that is wrong. Bring that to God, not Caesar. Bring him every time that you have used your coin for evil, every time you have withheld them from doing good. Bring him every bit of hate that you have for those given by God to rule you. Bring him every bit of anger with the other side. Bring him every bit of arrogance and despair, frustration and lament. Don't dress them up. Render unto God your sins. He bleeds for them, he dies for them, rises and promises to return, even to a world that looks like this, that uses coin 
in this way to sinners like these, like me, like you. Christ has promised that as surely as he has risen, he will return. And that day is not given for us to measure its nearness either. Christ will return in glory on that last great day. It's coming. And finally, all this stuff that the news channels make money on and you worry about, that will all be put to bed. There will be a last day, a resurrection of the body, free from guilt and suffering, free from worry and death. But until then, we have today. But today, we have forgiveness. Today, we have freedom in this cross from ever having to wield blame as a weapon or excuse as a shield. We can finally simply render unto Caesar what is left for Caesar. Give your good works to your neighbor. Give your taxes to the government. And pray that they will use it for good and not evil. Your good works, your coin, your best efforts, they don't have to fix everything now. They don't have to be perfect now. They don't have to be for perfect people or done through perfect systems. Render unto Caesar your best works knowing that God will complete what is lacking. Forgive what is evil and work until that last day when he has promised to return because as good or as poor as you manage to do, not one of it will affect the date. Know that this Christ who has bled, he sanctifies your best efforts. He has risen and conquered a world that would try to undo them, but he will return to a world that looks like this, as messy as it is, as broken as it is. And so, if Christ can return to a world that looks like this, he dares us to be content in that last day, as many things as are wrong on the news, because the cross and the empty tomb matter most of all for things like that, for the things that we would look past for them. Christ was crucified for everything that we lament. He has risen to conquer all of it, and he has promised to return so that none of the things that are going wrong today can ever get in the way. Render unto God your sins and rejoice because he forgives them. And then render unto Caesar your good works because Christ will return. He will clean the rest up and he will save you. So be not afraid. In the name of Jesus, amen.